Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kathy reminded me of someone else, uh, um, the husband of one of her uh, first cousins in Florence, Tom Rankin is uh, ill, he had terrible uh, blood pressure problems, and he's a man in his 70s, so, uh, and as yet, um, nothing's being done as far as they're doing tests and all, but I imagine he's taking medication, but um, <clears throat> these things, um, uh, can be quite an issue for the family, so let's be remembering them too in that way. We're continuing with our study in Hebrews chapter 9, um, and this uh, picking up uh, in verse 16, uh, these things, and as I keep repeating uh, concerning these covenants, because Remember, this letter was sent especially to the Jewish Christians that they would see clearly God's work uh, within men, uh, not only with the, uh, the covenant people, the Jews, but also the Gentiles, the old covenant compared to the new covenant, and give them some real solid ground to stand on to claim that new covenant and um, and be able to put aside the old covenant that was passing away, fading away, being rolled up as a, a scroll or a, a garment to be done away with and replaced fully and confirmed. By the way, on 70 AD, I believe, was the final time of confirmation of that when all things um, as far as the uh, covenant period of Israel came to an end. But their history didn't. Uh, and all that came before is just as important for them to remember and for us to know about. Um, and it's, um, it, it's a wonderful thing, and that's what all this is about. And we left off last week on, on the issue of the blood of the covenants, which is really a dedication uh, the covenants were dedicated with blood, both the old, remember Moses sprinkling the blood uh, upon the things of the tabernacle and the people. And, of course, we know about the blood of Christ. Is, um, uh, and we'll read, we'll read a couple scriptures uh, about that uh, in, during this message. Uh, the blood of the, of the new covenant was uh, taken to heaven figuratively and sprinkled on the original things in the, in the very presence of God. And that's part of what the Jews needed to understand. So verses uh, 16 through uh, 21, 
or 16 through 23, actually. We're reading from uh, um, from Young's literal translation, which is a, a pretty good one. Verse 16, where, for where a covenant is, the death of the covenant victim to come in is necessary. For a covenant over death victims is steadfast, since it is, it is no force at all when the covenant victim liveth. Whence not even the first apart from blood hath been initiated. Now, that's uh, talking about the old covenant, the Jewish covenant that Moses brought into effect. Uh, it, the blood was applied there also. Verse 19, for every command having been spoken according to law by Moses to all the people having taken the blood of the calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hispas, he, uh, he both, the book itself, and all the people did sprinkle, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God enjoined unto you. And both the tabernacle and all the vessels of service with blood in like manner did he sprinkle. And with blood almost all things are purified according to law, to the law, and apart from bloodshedding forgiveness doth not come. It is necessary, therefore, the pattern indeed of the things in the heavens to be purified with these and the heavenly things themselves with a better sacrifice than these. Now that last verse, of course, is dealing with the new covenant being, being uh, blood applied to it. Um, so the principle from God is what? Without bloodshedding, there is no remission of sin. It's been a principle from the very beginning. And one of the first illustrations we see clearly is that when Adam and Eve sinned and their nakedness became, was revealed to them through their new understanding uh, and they wanted to cover themselves when God found them and, and they needed covered animals were were uh, taken, blood was shed, coverings were made for the people. So the innocent animals shed their blood for a covering for those that had sinned. So, I mean, if you need an illustration, that's a great one. You know, and that idea of innocent blood being shed for sin goes all the way through Scripture and it finds its, its last mark on the cross of Christ where sin was atoned for completely and God remembered it no more. Now, if only the world of Christendom could put that to rest in their mind and stop trying to drag people back into the law and the penalty for sin... Uh, uh, instead of the gospel being preached to them, 
and salvation being offered. But this is the problems we have, and it's all because of a misunderstanding of these covenants. So that's the principle. Now let's look at Romans. Now there's some scriptures here. Romans 6.23. What's it say? Then we're going to read 2 Corinthians. Romans 6.23. For the wages of the sin is death. And the gift of God is life, age during, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we see the, the issue of sin, the sin, and the remedy for it. And then in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For through faith we walk, not through sight. You say, what's that got to do with it? Well, um, you know, our good confession is that we say before others, I believe that Jesus um, of Nazareth is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I take him as my Lord and, and Savior, Master. Um, that's in faith. That's in faith. And to a person that says that, it means that they have seen the Lord. In, not with their eyes, but with everything that is their being. He's as real to them as he was and has always been. That's what being in Christ is all about. It's not the physical things. It's, it's the, 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 truly, the true understanding and the true, um, what's the word, perception of it. All right. Let's, let's look at Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For God says, through Isaiah, for my thoughts are your thoughts, for not my thoughts are your thoughts. You see the comparison there. Nor your ways my ways. An affirmation of Jehovah. For high have the heavens been above the earth, so high have been my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. Now, you know, that's just something that we need to come to. Because God has spoken thus. And it's true. God's ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher. We have a goal of trying to see things the way that God sees them. And we have an opportunity to do so also. But we have to uh, maybe clear the cobwebs or or, or uh, if, if we're old in our own life, but or, or just open our minds and our hearts to the things of God because they are and truly are indeed uh, things of, uh, that are important. Now, what of this better sacrifice that we read about in verse 23? A better sacrifice that needed to be applied to the things, remember what it said in the scripture? The pattern indeed of things in the heavens to be purified with these and the heavenly things themselves with a better sacrifice than these. What is the better sacrifice? Well, this, of course, is the blood of God's sinless son to make payment 
to make payment in full for the sins both in the past and future. I think we can we can praise God for that, uh, for that not only the the fact of it but the understanding of it. Jesus said in Matthew twenty six twenty six, "This is the blood of the new covenant that is shed for you." Uh, Matthew twenty six twenty six. I think we read it maybe last week. And while they were eating, Jesus, having taken the bread and having blessed, did break and was given to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And having taken the cup and having given thanks, he gave it to them all, saying, Drink ye of it all. For this is my blood of the new covenant, that for many is being poured out to remission of sins. Come back to God's principle. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of of sin. Now, I know of a particular group that calls themselves Christians in this world today that has the idea that there's some things that we do ourselves as people that we're going to need to shed our own blood for. Now, that, after what we've just read here, you see, this is where we, we go astray by not understanding that the blood of Christ was sufficient for all. And our blood is meaningless in in the context of that. Also, let's look at Acts 20, 28. Acts 20, 28. The Apostle Paul talking to the elders as he was departing their, uh, their area there in the Ephesus. Asia Minor. He said, Take heed therefore to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit made you overseers to feed the assembly of God that he acquired through his own blood. We cannot separate the kingdom of God. We cannot separate the body of Christ from the blood of Christ We cannot separate the new covenant from the blood of Christ, the blood applied, the covenant dedication that is so important. Now the next thing is that Christ made the payment for sin in the very presence of God in heaven. I think this is really... um, really important. Verses 24 through 26. Here's what it says. And it's speaking, of course, of, uh, of uh, the, sa- the better sacrifice being offered. Verse 24. For not into holy places made with hands did Christ enter. In other words, Jesus didn't go into the temple in Jerusalem of Palestine. Figures of the true, and that's what it was, a figure of the true, but into the heaven itself, now to be manifested in the presence of God for us. This is where the offering was made. So, you know, we have lots of folks that uh, uh, are having a, a lot of 
doubts, uh, such as in the days of Jesus, uh, the Sadducees. There, there's no, there were no um, uh, spiritual uh, entities in their understanding. There was um, uh, no resurrection. There was nothing beyond the physical nature of the of the of the covenant of of the Jews with God on earth. That was it to them. Now we've got folks that are a lot, even in the church today, that are starting to deny things like the heavenly host, uh, the reality of of uh, the fallen angels, Satan, and things of this sort. You know, Satan is. Uh, this has been a long, long step. You know, the idea of Satan or the devil is, is just people thinking bad thoughts. You know, it's a negative influence. That's what Satan is, really. It's something that, you know, so, um, but the Bible makes it very clear about the heavenly host. The heavenly host are there to do the will of God, just as we are here. They are as real as we are. The Old Testament is replete with this. Of course, the New Testament also in, in many ways. So, this offering was made manifest. In other words, manifest, clearly seen in the presence of God on our behalf. Now, that's different from the high priest, isn't it? The high priest went into the temple with a blood sacrifice, first for himself, so he was worthy to go in and make the other sacrifice for the people. Not so Jesus. He was sinless. He made the offering for us in full from his blood. Verse 25, Nor that he may many times offer himself even as the chief priest doth offer, doth enter into the holy place every year with blood of others. Since it hath behooved him many times to suffer from the foundation of the world, but now, once, at the full end of the ages, for putting away of sin through his sacrifice, he hath been manifested. Manifested, clearly seen. Clearly seen doing this. By God, and by the heavenly host, he is the lamb, he is the worthy lamb, that could open the scroll. He is the one that will judge and did judge. And this is the Lord himself, Christ Jesus. Full end of the ages. Um, What does that mean? Well, the full end of the ages came about within the lifetime of many of the Jews in that day, uh, the end of the the new uh, the old covenant was the end of the age, the ages, if you will. Um, now the, these ages are um, relative to the idea of the apostles spoke of the last days. These are the last days. Well, the last days of what? The end of the world is what people put onto that last days. 
But they were speaking of the last days of that covenant period. They had no idea about any days that followed that. They knew there were a conclusion to it from the prophets of the Old Testament. The last days. Uh, The Apostle John even talks about the last hour. Many of our Bible translations have, have, where he says last hour, have put in the phrase days there instead of hours. They didn't like that word hours. Because now it looked like they were actually keeping time. First it was days and then it became hours. There in the the, uh, mid-60s, A.D., A.D., uh, the last epistles of uh, 1 John, uh, 2nd, 3rd John, were the last hour. Brethren, it is the last, or little children, I think he said, it is the last hour. The last hour what? Before the parousia, before all that would come to a conclusion that God had promised and the prophets had spoke of. Yes, the last hour. By the way, Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 7, speaks of um, the, the word ages again. This is Ephesians, uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the church there. And God being rich in kindness because of his great love with which he loved us, even being dead in the trespasses did make us to live together with the Christ. By grace ye have been, uh, you have been saved. That's a bad translation there. but And did raise us up together and did seat us together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that he might show in the ages that are coming the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, can you, Alex, you go to the Greek and see, such as in verse 3, um, or verse 4 and 5, rather. No, uh, not not the grace issue. I, I don't have time to deal with that. Um, okay, we, even when we, We find that's first person because he's talking about himself and the other apostles at this time. It's also plural. Okay, let's keep moving through there. Um, Let's quicken together. All right, keep going and see if we can pick it up. And he raised us up. Okay. It's, um, that's also first person, I believe. Yeah, first person. All right. Of course, this is speaking of the apostles being brought to sit on the thrones with Jesus at the time of judgment. So, but the ages, you see, and it is plural. Um, It is plural. In the uh, original, I checked it to make sure it was. 
I think that's in verse 8. So this issue is a, it needs to be carefully considered by everyone that reads these things and considers them. Um, there's, the, there's the ages. It's, uh, it's plural and it's dative. So um, we, we have that the, the concept there. Um, when we think of ages, we're also thinking of covenants. Um, now the next two verses... Uh, we're going to look at, and I'm going to try to break it down for you. I got a, a little time left here in in this uh, allotted period. Now, a cursory reading of these is actually beneficial, but it's not complete, if you know what I mean. There's a little more to this uh, than that because of the, the what the how what the grammar implies here. Now. The first one, verse 27, is a very familiar verse. And it is laid up to men once to die, and after this, judgment. Now, that's good. Now, it was true uh, at that time, and it's, it's true today. Verse 28. And this is a, a literal reading of, of how he is, uh, Young has done this. So also the Christ, once having been offered to bear the sins of many, so that has been accomplished, once to bear the sins of many. Now the word, there's the word, Greek word in there, ek. It's out of or a, it would be known as a point in time. There is a second time, it says. Now, many times we read that as the second coming. Does it say the second coming here? No, that's not what it says. Out of a second time. Apart from a sin offering, which has already been accomplished, and then the final words shall appear to those waiting for him unto salvation. And there's where the rub is. Now, the cursory look is, it looks like uh, there will be a time when he will appear to those that are awaiting him, those that are in him, those that are Christ, unto their salvation. Their salvation will be full and complete, face-to-face, if you will, uh, which is, you know, a, a good statement, but there's more to it than that. The word shall appear is in, in the, uh, in the uh, Greek and in the, the grammar is indicative. It's future tense. That's rather obvious. Shall appear. It's, it's in the future and it's passive. Now here's what that means. The, the one's Perceiving, uh, perceiving uh, in other words, fully understanding, 
The ones perceiving him do the action. They are the ones that the, the action, they are committing the action towards. And that's what's not obvious in our English. The ones perceiving him, the ones that have uh, seen him, uh, he has appeared to them um, in, a, in a sense, but not with their eyes, and we'll talk, deal with that later. The ones perceiving him do the action going to where Christ is. And the, the, the word there uh, for appear uh, is a word, that Greek word means not with our eyes, but with the perception and the full understanding in, in the heart. This is exactly what happened um, in Matthew 24 when Jesus makes a comment, and we'll read that, that passage in just a second. That's what the shall appear. In other words, the action. And we know that action is, is there because the next phrase, shall appear to those waiting for him. Now that is masculine. It's uh, participle, present tense, and middle voice. To those awaiting him. Um, some of our passages use awaiting. I think maybe the King James uses the word awaiting instead of waiting. Um, to those awaiting him. Here's the thing. Those in him, those that are awaiting him, go to him. That's the middle voice. They are the agent of action here. Where is Jesus? You see, that's the point. Where is Jesus? We have nothing in Scripture that tells us that Jesus is ever going to leave heaven. But that doesn't mean his presence and the understanding of him is not known and seen, because we know that it was. We know that it was in A.D. 70 because of, of accounts uh, of such, not, not of that particular one. And, thou, and they will, that agency will bring them face to face with Jesus unto their salvation. Of course, that is when Jesus will be there to say, welcome, good and faithful servant, um, to those that have been useful to him. Now, the grammar makes this a little more complicated. But it doesn't take away the fact that there, were, there was a time when the presence of Christ in Jerusalem, as Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24, uh, Mark 13, Luke 21, there was a time when all the tribes, when the Jews would know of his presence. Now let's look at Matthew 24:30 and just read that. I'll show you what I mean about let's not get confused with if we can't see it with our eye it's not happening. Okay? And then shall appear the sign of the son of man in the heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth smite the breast and they shall see the Son of Man coming upon the clouds of the heaven. And by the way, that word coming is, is not presence. 
but it brings his presence. With power and much glory. Now you see the word see there? That word see is one of uh, this definition in Bollinger's is, uh, I believe, number 8a under the word, our English word see. It's a different Greek word, and, and its meaning its meaning is this. Truly comprehend without seeing with the eyes. In other words, it is a true comprehension in the mind and heart of a person apart from seeing with the eyes. There are Greek words uh, that have everything to do with you seeing something with your eyes. That doesn't mean when you see something with your eyes, it's a reality. This is not, this is not that phrase. It's, not, it's a different word. So Jesus is not talking about being seen with the eyes. Matter of fact, Jesus uh, in Luke, uh, in the Gospel of Luke says, the kingdom shall come without observation. That means without the, the seeing of the eyes, these things will occur. It all goes together. But there's a lot of resistance to the, this whole fact. Now, what does it change? It doesn't change anything as far as the, the concept of us being in Christ and us going to him. Uh, Brother David had a way of explaining this, this verse. The idea of shall appear to those waiting to him. Uh, the grammar here is like if you've ever drove to Chandler on the old road, as we call it, through the reservation, we know there's a stop sign up there at the Last Chance or Hunt Highway, right? Has everybody got that, that stop sign fixed in their mind right now? Okay. And when you start driving towards there, you can see that stop sign in your mind, can't you? You know where it's at. That's what's happening here. That is just as real. You know you're going to arrive there. You're going the right way. By the way, I like that word way there. If you're in the way, you're going that way. You're going to have a face-to-face with Jesus in the way. That stop sign, unless someone run over it, and that's a possibility, but you still probably see it laying on the ground. I don't care what it is. You know that you've got to stop there. You know what it looks like there. That's the definition. That's the action. That stop sign's not coming to you so you can see it again. You're going to it if you're going there. You see what it is? That's what this means. In other words, let me finish. Consider this, brethren. Just consider it. Consider what this means. The concept of seeing. Even perceiving without our sight and eyes is difficult in the English tongue. But here's the point. It talks about seeing Jesus a second time apart from the sin offering. Now, if you'd have been a Jew living in that time, you might have seen Jesus in the flesh. And now you're awaiting a second time that you're going to see him as a Christian. But how about for us? Does that exclude us? Anybody here see Jesus in the flesh? No, I don't think so. Nobody listening on the air. 
today, I don't think you've seen Jesus in the flesh. I know the pictures on the walls, uh, a lot of folks have a real concept of what he looked like, but I'm not buying that. The thing is, friends, there's a time that we can say that we have seen Jesus when we believe. When, When he is truly who he says he is, who the Bible says he is, when he is the author of our salvation, when he is our redeemer, when he is our savior, we have seen him. Just as much as if we'd have seen him with our eyes. Through faith, we believe he's all of that. Through faith, we know that we shall see him again because we're waiting to see him We're waiting the time we have allotted in these bodies. That's just another way of seeing this, another way to look at this, a more, a fuller way to understand these last two verses. Now remember something. Remember that all the words of Scripture are inspired. All of the words from the original tongue the original writings of the scripture, every one is inspired. Every one is correct. They all have a meaning. God has made it so that we have both the Old Testament and the New Testament in the Greek language that we can determine what these words mean, a language that has died and has not changed, has not been modified like our English and, and so many other languages of the world. Like, you know, Shakespearean English. If you had a page of his original writing, you couldn't read it. But it's English. That's why there's translators of Shakespeare. They go through all the changes of the English. Not so in the Greek, friends. We don't have to do that. We have the words. Every part, every word, all of the grammar and parts of speech, everything is inspired in there for our benefit. So we can know, so that we can believe. Now, is this an important, absolutely important part? I think it is because it gives us a little better concept of the reality of things. I think the real point is, friends, to the world today, many people are, are waiting for God to do something again. They're waiting for some more good things when the best thing they could ever have has already occurred and is in place. And they, they are the seekers. God seeks us through his word. God reveals himself through his word to those that are seeking him. He is not going to drag us out of our stupor and our worldliness and save us against our will. It is us seeking him. That's the truth. That's what the Bible teaches. We are waiting our reward. We are waiting all the things that we can do until we have to put aside this tent, these old bodies of ours, and we move on to the kingdom 
of the, the spiritual realm of the kingdom that we are a citizen of if we are in Christ. And that's why I think this concept of Christianity, this concept of the faith and where we're actually at is more has, has a much harder evangelistic drive to it than the other. Because the rest of the world is trying to get saved before Jesus comes back and all is lost. Well, friends, the time may be a little shorter than that. We need to be saved before we leave this life, before we leave this body, before we can no longer make a decision that is beneficial for us living with our Savior and with God time without end. That's why we study the Scripture, to know the will of God, to know the truth of God, and so we shall continue, the Lord willing. I hope these things have been useful to you today. I almost said painful. Uh, I didn't mean that. (laughs) Nonetheless, we shall uh, move on in Scripture uh, as uh, as time allows. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.